eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Hashtag No Filter. Today's episode I'm really excited about because it's with my dad. Uh, If you have already listened, so I had my dad on the podcast, I guess, actually no, I know it was April of 2020. It was a long time ago. feels like forever ago. I remember it was like soon after like the craziness of COVID started, um, and I remember going to their house, to my parents' house and, you know, recording there, but like sitting, you know, six feet apart. Like it was at the very beginning of everything, um, which is just wild to think about now. But anyway, so my dad came on the podcast in April of 2020. It was a very popular, successful episode. Apparently people love hearing from my dad, <laughs> but I understand he's, um, he's a very good speaker and he is, I, I always say he's like the smartest businessman I know. I go to him for all my business advice um, and, you know, things having to do with work and, and such. But uh, and he just has really good advice and insights. He's had some great experience, you know, in his career and his life. So, um, yeah, I think it's, a, you know, people tend to uh, enjoy talking to him. So I wanted to bring him back on. So if you haven't listened to the first episode with him, you definitely should, because we don't really cover the obviously the same stuff in this episode. Um, and the other, the first one is about like definitely business advice and things like that, but also about marriage, you know, like marriage advice and, um, just like life stuff, a little about me growing up and whatever. But in this episode, it's more so about business and a little bit like life advice, um, at the end. So, I loved the episode. He did have a really, he was, he was getting over a really, really, really bad cold when we were recording this. So, it took me a million, a million years to edit this because I had to edit out every time he coughed. So if his voice sounds a little off, that's why. But anyway, I love this episode and I hope you do too. Uh, so I guess without further ado, let's get into it. Here is my dad, Chuck Bortnick, on this episode of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome back to the podcast, Dad. Are you excited to be here? Anytime I can participate <laughs> with Hashtag No Filter, it is a major event. Yes, it is a major event. So... For those of you who listened to the other episode, great. And for those who didn't, I urge you to because um, it, we, it, it, we're going to cover different things today than we did then. Some similarities. But the main reason I'm having my dad on today, it's not to talk about me as a child because we already did that. It's more to talk about, which we also did a little bit last time, business. He's my, what am I calling you? You're my chief business consultant. I am your... Value added consultant, con- value added consultant, or like my um, in-house business advisor, or my—he's um, like my—and I don't have to pay him, right? 
That's correct. So far. <laughs> so, um, but no, truly, he's very smart. I tell everyone this, that he's like the smartest person that I know. I'm sure there are others, but the smartest person that I know in terms of business. And I just thought it would be very interesting to have him on, um, you know, to talk, to answer some business questions that I have and that I think would be, uh, that other people would be interested in hearing about. So are, are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> All right. First, explain what you do because those who don't know probably want to hear it. So like, but sometimes he's long-winded. So just in like two <laughs> sentences, what do you do? And like your background in a nutshell. Well, that's going to be tough in just a couple of sentences, but uh, I currently have my own company, which is a consulting company to media companies and content creators. And that's called Adam Group. That's my company. But I'm also partners in a company called Game On Media Solutions. And my partner, my, my partners and I work on um, representation of sponsorship partnerships for a variety of media platforms. Uh, we're very connected to sports talent agencies where we work with a roster of athletes, trying to tie them in with brands, potentially cause marketing uh, connections or other media opportunities, which could include traditional network radio or podcasting, but could also be very creative in terms of digital, also video. So between those two things, I keep busy. That, that was, I mean, a little longer than I wanted, but that was good. That explained Sorry it. About that. So, no, but in one, and like in one, no, there's no way to do it in one sentence. So like, what's your, your backgrounds in media, but like just in a sentence or two, like what's your background? I'll keep it simple. Most of my career was in media, a, a, a good chunk of it in high level executive management roles with media companies, mostly connected initially to audio in terms of radio stations, groups of stations, as well as network radio. A brief period of time where I actually was a business intermediary, helping people buy and sell businesses. And uh, today, I have those two companies. That was that was good. That was concise. Did I do so, okay? <laughs> yeah. If you have any questions, you can visit his LinkedIn. No, uh, that's that's. Uh, I said it's still a little confusing to explain what he does, but it's media. It's he used to be in radio, all the things. But nonetheless, he's had a lot of experience at a lot of different companies, a lot of different sizes, um, his own companies, other people's companies, the whole thing. So uh, he's a good one to chat with about this. So one of the main, so I am going to tie back to me a little bit, obviously. And so throughout my career, I've done a lot of different things as most of you, or not most of you, but people who might've listened to this podcast or follow me Instagram. I, you know, went to school for fashion. I worked in the fashion industry for a while. And then I, um, pivoted to, you know, social media management, influencer management, talent man management, a dating app. I've done a lot of different things. So what are your thoughts on people? Cause most most friends in my life have altered their career path. What are your thoughts on people who don't take just the traditional route where they graduate with like a finance degree or a business degree, go into finance, stay in finance for the rest of their life and call it a day? What about the people like me who, you know, change course a little bit? Well, and before I talk, for those of you that might have heard my other podcast, I am getting over a bit of a cold <laughs> and that is why. I have a new voice tonight. Now, for those of you that are listening to me for the first time, this is my voice. But it, but it's not. Yeah, he is. He's getting yes. over cold. But I really wanted the episode to go up when I wanted it to go up. So we're making do. So back to your question. Look, I've always felt that there's no right or wrong on career paths. Um, you got to do what you feel good about. There are some people that working for big, structured, formal, organized companies, they're a good fit. And there are other people 
where a more entrepreneurial, more um, self-managed, uh, where they could be an influence and maybe help turn the ship a little quicker than a big company. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think if you look at some of the most successful people in business, you're probably going to find people, you know, equally falling into both those areas. I don't, you know, the days are gone where the, the successful business person, you know, got their MBA and graduate Harvard. For every one of those, I could point to somebody that didn't go down that road and might have been just as successful. Right. And one of your favorite businessmen to this day, may he rest in peace, is Steve Jobs, correct? Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of want people to think I'm, you know, a uh, a groupie. Uh, he is, though. I know, I know he had his share of weaknesses, and I'm not blind to how he was to people, but he had a spirit and a way of approaching things that I think a lot of other uh, uh, entrepreneurs have tried to emulate, and some of them very successfully. But yes, I am a, a fan, and every time uh, I use one of his products, I'm glad that I lived at a time where I could use those products. Can you recall off the top of your head, because I know a lot of, you don't have to recite a quote, but like what's your one of your favorite um, pieces of advice that like Steve Jobs has given or like words of wisdom? Because he has a lot of good quotes. He does have a lot of good quotes. But like quotes. what, like, or one of his mindsets or something? Because you, like my dad, my brother, like, Everyone in my family's obsessed with Apple. Like I, I was the last to switch over from BlackBerry to Apple. May um, BlackBerry Messenger rest in peace. But I, like I, I wouldn't go out with a guy who had green text bubbles. With what green text bubbles? <laughs> if they have an Android, no. But like what? Oh, what green it, text bubbles. Yeah, yes. No, it's a I actually thing. have made fun of some people. With yeah, that. same. So what? Like what's what is it about Steve Jobs? Is it because he was you know he 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 didn't reinvent the wheel? He just made it better. Right. So that's a good point. So if you think about it, I've said this before. I hope I didn't say it on the first podcast. You did. I know what you're going to say, but it's a good piece of advice. So it's okay. You want me to or it's a good, it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's authorized good. to repeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So if you think about it, Apple really never has not invented anything. They were not the first portable phone. They were not the first personal computer. They were not the first um, device to play music. But... Apple always waited and just made sure they did it right. And I guess one of the things I remember in reading Jobs' book, and it was probably in his movie, is that there was a big debate going on at Apple when they were building the computer, and he didn't like the way something looked inside the computer. And, you know, the engineer said, but Steve, it's in the computer. Nobody's going to see it. And he said... That doesn't matter. That needs to be perfect inside and perfect outside. And the other thing that I resonated with is that people don't care about how things work, if you think about it. This goes beyond Apple. Nobody cares how something works. They only care that it works. Mm -hmm. And he understood that early on. And, okay, so when he, that, that's good. That was, you, you, that's good that you repeated that. Apple's not a startup, but like kind of pivoting to startups and or, you know, company, you know, entrepreneurs, a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast and people are trying to start their own business. What would what's like the biggest like, uh, you know, a couple pieces of advice that you would give to someone starting their own business? Like you've you've consulted a lot of 
startups, some and, and companies in general that have done well, some, you know, have had have had their time. But like, what's the either a, the, a theme you've seen that, um, you know, you do it and this you'll be successful and mistakes people have made along the way? Like, well, the biggest mistake that I feel founders make or startups is you've got to surround yourself with the right people and you have to acknowledge what you don't know and what you're not good at. And you've seen repeatedly in business where visionaries came up with a great concept and a great business model, but they just couldn't connect the dots to execute it. And typically, typically the weakness can be on the financial side where someone's a great visionary but they don't know how to manage a company or they don't know, you know, they're using some part-time CFO instead of somebody they can really trust that they consider like family to really help them get to the next point. And I've seen a lot of companies fail that had the best business model and the greatest intentions. And they failed because they didn't get the right advice and they did not surround themselves with the right people. So then why, why would someone not surround themselves with the right people if they have the, um, you know, network to do so. Is it an ego thing? Is it like- Nope, in fairness, they don't know that they're not the right, right people. Right, 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 <laughs> right. So, you know, a lot of times they find out that they're not the right people when it's too late. Right. And it's really about being, excuse the overused expression, to be able to see the forest through the trees. I've and, literally never heard that and, expression. Oh, you never heard that expression? Never heard it. Or having tunnel vision. <laughs> okay, yes. You've heard yes, that. Yes, like, yes. You only see what you want to see. Yeah. But a, a really, a good successful entrepreneur is going to be very broad ranged and being honest with everything they're seeing rather than what they want to see. Right. Okay. If that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I think it does. And so what about like smaller businesses though? Like not necessarily one that's trying to be like a big tech startup or something, but you know, I have a lot of friends who have started small, like, you know, mom and pop shops, as someone might say, where they're the, the sole, you know, person, um, uh, you know, should they, I guess what would be the best? I mean, I guess you haven't really dealt with a lot of small businesses. No, but look, I think the principles are the same, but what a small business can do is it's very common today for there to be advisory boards, not boards of directors and formal structure, but advisory boards where you get some people that care about you, care about the business, and that these people wanna participate and they're advisors. And if you could surround yourself with the right advisors, I don't care if you're a five store location or you're a big business, it's the same principle. You need outside perspective to be successful. Otherwise, you think everything you're doing mm-hmm. is the right thing. Right. But, and and, mo- and most people who would go, like, people don't mind being mentors or advisors. They like doing that. Uh, typically, people that have had some success do enjoy it and appreciate it if the other side is appreciating it. Right, but even if the mentor gets nothing out of it or the advisor, I mean, obviously, if it's a board of directors, it's different. But- yeah, I mean- Companies, you know, take care of people in different ways, but it's not unusual to have an advisory board that, you know, they just want to help out and maybe there's some benefit down the road. So do you want to be someone's, like people might be like, oh, well, your dad, like, are you down to mentor people? You know, look, you got it. It's about time management. Yeah, yeah. the, The other thing is you want to get involved with something where you can add the appropriate value. So 
you know, one of the things I learned when I spent a period of time away from the media business and was helping people buy and sell businesses, you know, if, if I was representing a particular category of business, I may not have known a lot about that business before I had to have that meeting. But I'd go to school, research, right. have the meeting, and then if I ever met with that type of company again, they would think I used yeah. to own that business. Yeah. And so th- that's great, but what's more rewarding is to be able to advise a business that you have some passion about and something that you really, you know, you could really see yourself adding significant value. Right, right. Yeah, because I mean, I I know several people who have like mentors or they do like, and it's not, it's not that the mentor is, you know, smaller businesses who don't have board of directors, not the the mentor is not getting anything out of it beyond just like some people want to give the goodness of their heart. Yes. And it's, and, and look, Mm -hmm. I talk to people all the time where I give them free advice. He does actually, I know that. But there's a difference between giving advice and then really digging in on the business. And so people only have so much time to do so much of that. Right, 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 right. So then, okay, so back in your day, um, when you were running businesses, there was no social media. Like, you're... Uh, Yeah, you're probably... Like, during the... Back in the days... Or it was the early stages of it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, very early because Facebook, all that was when I was, like, in college. It was very early. What year would that be? That, well, I think Facebook came out because I started college in 2004, 2005. Right, so I'm just trying to think where I was then. Oh, I started, yeah, because I graduated in 08. So, yeah, so there was a good chunk of my... Most of your career was not with social media. Not most, not most. 2004. (laughs) I'm not 100 years old. (laughs) Right, right, right. But um, the bottom line is there was was a significant part of some of the management roles I've held where you're right, social media was not relevant. So from a marketing perspective because you were never were you you never had marketing roles i mean you're involved in the marketing well i oversaw right you weren't right right right. so but there wasn't social media so right now one of the most like you know important roles that some of these companies are their social media people you know the the digital media but in the new era not not your generation so back then companies were very successful without social media so, like, what's the key to success without social media? Because now it's impo- It's very hard well, to grow on Instagram. And- you know, look, anybody in business today, you know, that's, that's any good is going to know about social media. The biggest, one of the biggest, you know, issues that I have to talk about with my clients is how do they maximize the use of social media? How can that help right. them drive whatever their vision is? You know, the bottom line is, it's a piece of the puzzle, but it's an important piece of the puzzle. Now, you asked a good question. Like back then, when there was no social media, companies were still successful. But the difference is today that because of the internet and because of social media, information is communicated at lightning speed. Yeah, yes, yes. So nobody's waiting to read something in a newspaper. Right. Nobody's waiting for the magazine to come out. Right. And nobody's waiting for the six o'clock news. It's immediate. Right. It's instant. And so you really have to react much more quickly. And mistakes are more costly right, than they right, were right, before. Right, right. Because if you make a mistake, it's communicated literally immediately. Right. Right. But you but Obviously, social media now is so important, but so, because it can be hard to grow on social media, 
I, I think it's important to not solely focus on social media because you you as a business don't own your social media platform. You don't own the social media platforms. The only thing you own is your email list and your website. So if you're putting all your money in Instagram and TikTok or whatever, which while well, TikTok's literally the biggest thing right now, so what's another way? I mean, well, look, a good company has a well-rounded media strategy, and social media is one piece of the puzzle. Right. You know, their website and what they do with other digital marketing is another piece of the puzzle. Traditional media, another piece of the puzzle. Right, right, right. And right. so a, a company that's well-rounded, and I don't care if you're big or small, within this, the, you know, within your budget, you got to find a way to be as efficient as possible and get your message out. Right, right. And you got to be creative about it, yeah. particularly if budget is limited. Right. And and social media is free. So, I mean, yes, you can boost your, your 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 posts and paid promotions and whatever, but it's free, so everyone can use it. So get like getting creative with it. <laughs> you can but, use it, but if you're not followers, or people, it's right, not right. very impactful. Right. And as you know, you can have a lot of followers in social media, but the real number that matters to sponsors is engagement. Right. Wait, because, I can't believe you know that. That's like so. Well, I. What do you think? You think no, I'm, but like social media. You think is I'm good. sitting at the shuffleboard court uh, <laughs> when uh, you're not around here? They do. Uh, live no, in so part. engagement is critical. Right. It's not no, just that. Yeah. No, followers. the followers don't matter. In fact, a lot of brands are, um, or a lot of uh, money is being spent on more of these like micro influencers who people who have like niche, uh, fo- like a niche following because those followers are more loyal sometimes than the 10 million followers were only like a very small percentage purchase. Look, I'll I'll, I'll tell you what you know. A lot of a lot of. In, in my company, Game On Media Solutions, we look for creative strategies to separate a client's campaign from the mundane. So how do you do that? So we're very big on cause marketing because um, people are sensitive to cause-related issues. Companies are, rela- are sensitive to cause-related issues. And so if you can tie in a brand with an effective cause marketing strategy, right. And then use those other elements of media like we talked about. Right. Whether it be social media, traditional media, and so forth. Now you've got something that could stand out. Right. And some companies have been very effective at this. Others not as effective. But that's a big focus of what we do with our clients. Right. So this, you know, these days, like, times are a little tough uh, from, I, I don't really know much about finance and such but the market is not good and I know the market's not good and things are happening and it's not good so there are things happening at big companies small companies all over and people are you know losing jobs I don't know what the unemployment rate right now is I have no idea but you know you know I have friends who are being laid off and and things going on like you know it's hard so what you know how what what's your viewpoint on what one does you know if their time at you know somewhere is no longer because of the market well look we're in a tough you got to be living in a cave not to know that we're in a tough uh economic environment um but it is also a little bit of a feast and famine situation, meaning that there are some companies that are really still doing well, mm-hmm. and there's other companies that have been impacted by inflation and what's going on. And the market is another, just another factor because people that have life savings, you know, using that money for whether it be college or retirement, 
the, the reality is I don't care who your money manager is right now. You probably have less money mm. today. So the bottom line is, you know, in the employment marketplace, there are going to be changes. There will be people that are, people try to change their roles, uh, reduce their roles, or outright eliminate roles. It's tough. And the only thing, you know, it's happened to all of us. However, you got to find a way to rise above it. It's tough. Initially, it's depression. Then it's anger, disappointment. But the best way to get back on your feet is to get your game face on and get focused on whatever you want your next chapter to be. And I know it's easier said than done. There's still amazing opportunities out there. People told me the other day they were on Indeed. And they couldn't believe some of the opportunities that are still out there in this environment. So there's no easy answers. You just gotta, you gotta move on. And everybody moves on in a different way. And it takes a different amount of time for each person to move on. But the bottom line is, even in this incredibly challenging economic period, there is opportunity. And you just have to take a deep breath and go for it. You should be a motivational speaker. I try to motivate <laughs> you every day. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, okay. So now we have, because I'm trying to keep my episodes a little shorter uh, to like 30 or so minutes. So we have like five minutes left. And so I'm going to transition slightly from business, but still, but still good stuff. Okay. So I know just from being your daughter, some of your like favorite lines include like no problem and um wait there was one that was wait there was one that I some uh, said earlier um a non-issues or no issues or no issue or not an whatever um and and you're very big on like uh you know living in the moment and like just just you know sometimes I'm a little reactive sometimes and like you know he's like just relax whatever so like what are like one or two pieces of advice or life advice not business that like you live by or that you've told me over the years or Danny or whatever? Well, look, um, once again, easier said than done. But, you know, if you're around little kids, you-, you Blake you know, and JC's talking about yes, my nephews. My, my grandkids. <laughs> when you're around kids, kid, small kids tend to live in the moment, right? So you go to visit them for a weekend and- you, you are their primary focus, right? But you walk out the door and they're into their next chapter, which is normal because they live in the moment. And I think, I know adults cannot always live in the moment, but there are times when we need to live in the moment more. I guess my biggest thing is you, there are things in life you can control and there are things in life you cannot control. You need to focus on the things you can control because to dwell on the things that are not actionable is sort of like a waste of time, even though it's human nature, to try to focus on the things that you can't mm. control. And so that's kind of, look, it's not perfect and I, I don't do it every day. And, you know, look, I do use the line no problem because something would have to be a really, really mm. material issue for it to be a not a no problem. Right, right. Um, but, you know, most people will look around and people tend to make problems out of things that are like not, they're not problems, they're rounding errors. You know, someone losing their home 
right. in the hurricane. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real problem. Yeah. Right? Uh, but if you think about some of the other stuff that a lot of people get upset about, those are not problems. Those, right. Right. So I tend to try to focus on the stuff that you can control. And if it's a real problem, I'll acknowledge it. But I tend to find that most people are focused on things that in the big picture are not a big problem. Right. And yeah, he, the non-actionable thing, if it's that's been well, like. If you can't control it. Right, but that's like yeah. always. I've given that advice to people before when friends are complaining about like guys or whatever. I'm always like, if 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 if, if or, or or if they're like, oh, should I should I contact the guy? Should I do the thing? What what are you hoping to get out of it? Is it actionable? Like what like what ultimately you have no control over how he he feels ultimately. No, and but the control you do have is you can move on. Right, right, but it's easier said than done. But some right, I, granted. <laughs> but sometimes you really are in situations where there's nothing you can do. I know. And okay, so what's next? Yeah, you have to move on. But sometimes people like to like like share their feelings with people to like you know they're, they're and, and if they feel that could change something, right? But then otherwise, that's right. not non action. Right, right, right. So that's his life advice. Um, we have like two minutes left. Um, is there anything else you want to say to the people? We'll probably depending on if people like this, we'll do a part two. So is this like I got to get votes? Like, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this is. But I'm. Yeah, I am. I want to keep these episodes short and sweet, so when people are on their way to work, they can listen to them in one sitting or on the Peloton, whatever. Um, but maybe we'll do a second episode of people or a third because we've already done two. So. And I, I, I will make myself available. Uh, thank. You. Yeah, he said he's on my schedule. I'm um, sorry about his voice. He has a bit of a cold. Um, and uh, I, I mean, you're not on social. There's no, I can't tell you to follow him anywhere. Well, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, this is fun. I, if I could do this like Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel every night, it would be a good gig. Well, thank you very much for being on uh, Hashtag No Filter. And maybe you'll come back soon. And um, if people want to, they can find you on LinkedIn or reach out. Yeah, so, maybe they'll so mentor you. you or you'll mentor them, I mean. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, Game on Media Solutions. Yeah. Has their own site. Do they have an Instagram? Adam, Adam Group has a site. Yeah. Uh, we're not that great with social okay. media. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to help him a little bit with that. Other uh, than LinkedIn. LinkedIn. But yeah. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Dad, for being here. And I'll be back very soon. My pleasure. Soon. Goodbye. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with my dad. I loved recording it. So I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And uh, we will be back very soon with another episode with another great guest. And in the meantime, if you haven't subscribed to Hashtag No Filter, please do so. You can listen to it anywhere you listen to podcasts, of course. And, uh, you know, if you want to rate it, review it, all that fun stuff, I would not hate you for it. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram and all social media at by Julie Lauren. And thank you so much for listening. It means more than you know, and I will be back very soon. Bye-bye. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. 
Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.